Hello, hello, welcome to the Rich of the Stem podcast. If you follow the pod on Instagram, you must be aware that we've already released the first episode of 2020 with the Vilo on the UCS alumni meeting, but we haven't stopped embracing that 2020 vision. You must have seen all over the place because we are having another group podcast. Yes, you've heard it correctly. Neil David Kayanan, Shaira Gozun, and Ivan Real Tango won the best team research in physical science during the 2019 Department of Education National Science and Technology Fair, and they undoubtedly made the Philippines, their home country, even more proud as they were awarded at ISEP and received honorable mention from the Acoustical Society of America. The team was competing in material science with a project in which they created a sound absorption material. But I'm going to give that invisible mic to the team. I have Neil and Shaira on. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. So nice to be here. Yes, thank you for inviting us. us. Yes. Yeah, sure thing. It's a blast to have you here. I was just about to ask whether I can share the story when I heard a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah. So that's why I asked, can we start off with a song? Because um, before jumping right into, you know, talking about research, we're trying out this new platform to... (laughs) I thought you're slipping. I left the page in my window and went to sleep. Now, the, in- <laughs> the interesting thing comes when early in the morning, I wake up to hearing the sound of someone singing, and <laughs> I couldn't imagine where it was coming from, you know? And I checked my phone, and I was walking around in my room, and then I finally found out that Shira had the mic on. <laughs> By the way, as a matter of fact, she's very talented at singing. But, you know, I would never imagine that an early bird might get such privileges. That's so embarrassing! I got a free concert. Because I can't hear myself, so I'm trying, like, to hear myself, but I can't. So you started singing? singing. (laughs) That's so funny, yeah. Well, you weren't aware, but you know, it's the fun part of recording a podcast. You never know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, we are not going to go so far away from actually music, well, in terms of okay. sounds, because. Acoustics, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because we're going to talk about your product. And I'm interested mm-hmm. to hear what actually inspired you to develop Hibla, if that's the correct pronunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Hibla. Okay, so before we jump right in with the question, how we answer it, um, for the listeners that don't know, what the meaning of Hibla is. Hibla is a Filipino term that is equivalent to the English term fiber. Yes, and so growing up, we have experienced ourselves to have a noisy environment in classrooms where you can hear the honkings of the cars. Yeah, and even taking an exam that you can hear loud music from another building. And this is a real story for me during my my exam uh, in senior high school since I really need to listen to the music music from another concert in another building while taking an exam, it's really very, very irritating and disturbing at the same time. And it's not only in that scenario that um, a lot of schools are actually very cramped and small here in the Philippines. Like you need to um, to just go with the noise and study in these situations. 
like maybe it in kindergarten, elementary, yeah. high school, even college. And so from this scenario, so we wanted to do something. We wanted to propose a solution like a material that is environment friendly, cheaper, and yet has the same or similar effects or performance with the existing commercial panels. And from there, our team formed Hibla, which is a sound absorption material. Yeah. Okay, it is a really interesting background and someone from a foreign country might not imagine yeah. that, that disturbing yeah. sound can actually hinder you from growing academically yeah, uh, on a daily basis. And it's so mm -hmm. interesting that it's eco-friendly, economically viable, and you've combined yeah. different yeah. materials to, to make this happen. That was the inspiration and I know that there are details of course every researcher knows this that you mm -hmm. cannot share but uh, what are the particular you know details about the projects or how did you move forward what was it like to develop Hibla? Well developing Hibla was a bit very hard for us since mm -hmm. we didn't really have a background of acoustics and we soon found out that the Philippines has does not have an acoustical industry in the country and even at this very moment we don't have that kind of industry we have these commercial panels existing but mm -hmm. all of them are imported imported from, from outside yeah, mostly america yeah and we really need to start start from scratch and ask more professionals about the about the information that we need and sometimes we need to really go to distant places for us to gather more information when doing this project. Yeah, I see. So, of course, import fees represent an extra cost, and that just means yeah. an extra burden on the economy. Water hyacinth mm -hmm. is actually growing in your area, so that was one of the plants you've utilized in yeah. creating this material. Yes. Actually, hyacinth is detrimental, not in the mm -hmm. country, but worldwide. It is known as, um, in another term, is water, water weed. weed since it re it blocks the sunlight from entering the water body and kill the biodiversity inside of that body um, while blocking the sunlight and oxygen from entering it. So it really proliferates fast and that has become a very big problem, especially in the capital part of the country. Like it is very, it's growing in a rapid speed that it cannot be controlled. And government in the government is really trying its very best to control the situation, but has failed multiple times already. It has also this beneficial aspect to the project. Um, yeah. And I guess because it's so massively growing, not just in the Philippines, as yeah. you mentioned, but in other countries, it has yeah. specific yeah. physical properties that make this product mm. so effective, meaning the, the fiber structure of the plant. Yes. Okay, really cool. You have the results, it performs better than the absorption materials available. But could you expand on your ultimate vision with the product? Where Where is it going right now? It's just what I want to see with our project to have an impact with the community that we're in and start an, uh, maybe just start a new industry of acoustics. And we actually want to share that we actually started patenting it. Patenting the it. process of patenting. Yeah. And we're trying to pattern it locally here in our country and internationally. And I'm very happy to see that that, that stage, we're reaching that stage bit by bit, starting from our little baby steps that we're doing right now. 
And it would be so cool, it would be so nice if our product, after it, it being mass-produced, it would be applied in our own school from yeah. elementary to high school and from the so classrooms cool. that we have mentioned a while ago, the cramped? Yeah, the cramped, cramped small divided classrooms. small classrooms. It would be such an honor to give back to, yes, the, to the community yeah. that where you grow. Yeah, that help you grow to the yeah. person that you are today, right? It's so refreshing and inspirational to to mm -hmm. hear that you have this external perspective that you've faced difficulties in your classrooms and you want to mm -hmm. make a solution to to make yeah. that educational environment better. And you know, you talking so passionately about the product, I can just really see the that eco friendly startup product uh, being on the horizon and literally changing the lives of so Thank many you. students. And it's also really cool that um, I read that it's durable with high fire resistance and thermal insulation. Mm -hmm. So a lot yeah. of components involved in the project. Um, since it's a, it is a non-woven material, that's the qualities that we have to test if it fits as a non-woven. The qualities like the thermal insulation, its tensile strength, and other stuff like that. And after that, of course, we need to test the sound absorption, sound absorption property, property, since it is a sound absorption material. And here comes the tricky part. Since, this, like what I said earlier, the Philippines is not that familiar with... Acoustic industry. Yeah, so we really, we really need to start from scratch. And we tried testing the sound absorption property of the material here in the Philippines. Here in the Philippines. But it is a modified one. From the standard test method and after doing that of course we also we always want to aim higher for us to prove that it will actually work in the in practical use so after doing the modified test that we have done in the country we look for a laboratory outside and luckily we found one in illinois usa and they were so kind enough to test our material compared it with their own laboratory control variable and send us the results back. And from there, that gave us an edge with our research because since it is not, um, the acoustical industry is not that present in the Philippines and yet we were able to test our product um, with the standard test method. So we were really thinking outside of the box. Like we proved sometimes that in research, we really need to think outside of the box and see what's going on outside of it. That's so true. You you got to be creative mm -hmm. and break down those barriers that might be blocking yeah. you from reaching that goal. And I just see that you are such pioneers in this sector. And because you are, as you said, building this product from scratch, it's uh, really great to hear that you've received the outside support you needed um, in the US, yeah. that you had access to, to, to work in that field. And as you mentioned to the U.S., um, I have to jump right in and uh, talk a little about the ISAF, okay. you know, <laughs> because it's, yeah, I think, it's okay. <laughs> has been such a milestone in you doing research, and it's such a mm -hmm. uh, massive and truly unforgettable championship. So before going to the U.S. experience, I want to touch on what does the ISAF experience represent to you? opened a lot of doors and opportunities to us and it is a great blessing for us since as 
young students, we were not just able to represent our school, our city, our province, but our country, the Philippines. And it's so nice to be part of the 12 students who represented our country. Yeah. And looking back during the conduct of our study, mm -hmm. um, we were just watching random videos yeah. and random science right? fair videos and saw ISEF 2018 highlights yeah. and we got so excited and inspired that little did we know we will be able to go to that event, like meet the young scientists, same age as us, mm -hmm. and having the same passion. And actually live the dream that we were having back then. It was very, very, very an amazing experience for us. And well, for me, it is quite funny, but... I see it as eating a bar of chocolate. Oh my god! Since, <laughs> since chocolate. while eating the bar of chocolate, you're indulging um with you're indulging the bar with every bite that you have, and it's like Isa, you're indulging yourself with every moment that you have with the people that are right there. Like you're meeting new people, having conversations with them about science that you can't really have that on a normal day uh, in your uh -huh. normal True. community. So meeting people. Um, that have similar interests with you. It's very amazing. Meeting, um, meeting professionals in different fields was very awesome as well. And after ISEF, well, like eating a bar of chocolate, it will leave a sweet aftertaste, right? So it's just like ISEF. Um, it left a very positive mark, a sweet mark. Since when we came back home, we were able to share our experience, present what we presented there, and reach more people and actually help them with their individual research projects. Um, this may be very, very abrupt, but I would like to really include this. ISEF was very good at opening new doors because yeah. I found my... Oh my yeah, God! I want to tell you this, yeah. I, I found my boyfriend there, and you he was... Yeah, I got a special someone. I came back there. I, go, I <laughs> went there as one and I came back here as two. Wow. <laughs> so when when that really opened a lot of doors. So he really reminds me of Isaf. So even love lives. Yeah, even love and even Isaf can open love lives. Sweet romantic yeah, so, memories involved. <laughs> yeah. Oh I want to special mention him. He he is Eric Agarao and he's studying just below Manila. Oh, so you are from the same country? Yeah. Okay, so not yeah, not yeah, such a long distance well. involved, right? Yeah. Um, but still a long distance. Yeah, for us since, since they have to like travel for three to four hours. Yeah, just to meet. Oh, yeah. okay. But it's realized like I'm gonna actually honestly tell you that I've asked so many contestants who've been to ISAP, but I've never in my life heard someone using the metaphor of a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that like a while ago and I, and I thought and oh, I realized it. that I can actually use it in this podcast. <laughs> it, it's so great because when you think about it more deeply that the bar yeah. is <laughs> is uh, divided into blocks and each of those blocks represent a distinctive memory. Well, a part of students who go on YouTube, search for ISAF, we see those highlights. We can be so pumped up that it's going to be literally yeah. the Oscars. It really hype you up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, the ISAF 2019 highlights, it's 
Ivan, Jaja, and Carla yeah, in, in the picture. thumbnail. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I remember. <laughs> Just a touch on uh, that I know that a lot of young contestants get together when they meet at ISAP. So a lot mm -hmm. of romantic relationships blossom from championships. And I've heard yeah, yeah. that, you know, from years back, because ISAP has been around since 1942, there mm -hmm. are already ISAP babies and ISAP relationships. So that's kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's one thing about ISAP. It can really bring people together even with long distances and will really build connections that will actually last oh i just want to share a statement from a friend yeah like research or isap it makes communication easier it makes yeah. making friends easier because you already have a common topic and you do not have to think of the rest mm -hmm. then the communicate the communication the the chat or your converse conversation will just flow naturally. Every conversation we had there was actually very fun. It was very genuine. Yeah. Like, you don't have to pick any laughs. Like, every conversation that you have will be very, very true. And you can actually learn from that conversation that you're having. Yeah, it just flows. It's, I think, yeah. it's encoded mm -hmm. in us, too. We have that, I don't know, special connection. That yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that special connection um, instantly since... We arrive at ISA. You don't have to deal with all the small talk. Mm -hmm. Engage in a conversation yeah. with people who don't really know what you're talking about and you want to find a common ground, but you know, you're already on common ground. Yeah, you're yeah. on common ground when you reach ISA. So there's no need for that trouble. Well, we've touched on it a little bit, but looking back, can you share some of your favorite moments? I have a feeling you, you, you have plenty um, that you think of in top of your head. Okay, so I want to start with the students being exchanged mm -hmm. the first night because that night it opened, it, it was the start of having new friends and it was ISAP. So it's so fun to meet people and just exchanging Instagram and Facebook accounts, even Snapchat. Then it's so nice because it didn't stop there. Eventually after ISAP, oh, it's going nine months now. and. I'm lucky enough because I still have communication with some of my friends. Even you, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for staying. We, well. really did, we really didn't imagine it will be having a conversation with someone from Hungary, that yeah. place. And I didn't imagine having a conversation with someone from the Philippines. <laughs> I was really amazing at building connections. And this is so fun because you have a souvenir, pictures, the pins. Yeah, like you can bring a little bit of that experience to home. I still have my Australian koala on my bookshelf. Yeah, yeah, those koalas. I think I have lots. I have those four. koalas were so <laughs> popular back in ISAF. Like everyone wants a, one a koala, and everyone's just grabbing one from an Australian <laughs> team or something. That's so true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I actually did not get to go to the Phoenix Change because my plane arrived late. But um, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's such a heartbreaking moment. But actually, the Phoenix Change extended like. Even during the contest proper, like, some people are actually um, trading pins even in even during the contest. So you didn't miss that much since it's mm -hmm. already right. we're but still we're, doing it. Were yeah. you able to exchange pins after that? 
Yeah, uh, I actually got to exchange pins because there was an Australian guy in my line of microbiology. Oh, that's cool. So I got my koala and um, and also other pins from different countries. I would have to step up and see, but I know that I got it up for the the last time. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, save like five pins. For, so I can use it in the, on the last day if I'll meet someone, like a friend that mm, I didn't meet during student yeah. exchange, I can give I can give that pin to him or her. Yeah. And also, um, I also want to um, mention more of my favorite moments during ISAP. And uh, <laughs> go, 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 go ahead. Um, during Wednesday, mm-hmm. it was the judging day. Yeah. And... Oh, that part was my favorite. Okay, go ahead. I think we are waiting for 30 minutes outside since the judges are still inside the venue. Yeah. So after that, when they when they act, <laughs> when they had their exit and we are when we were walking towards our towards our booth, yeah. then oh my we were shouting. Yeah. There were like five what do you call that? Nominations for Five special nominations award. from special awards. And we were so thankful and blessed because, oh, they noticed a project. That it was such a greeting for us in the morning. Yeah. So in the morning, when we got into our booth, we were just shouting, oh my yeah. God. People were actually <laughs> looking at us and asking if, if, if something is wrong. <laughs> Like, we were so noisy back then. We were so wild. I mean, you you couldn't deny your joy, right? <laughs> yeah, we really couldn't deny yeah. our joy. Like, if you saw those cards with them right us, you'll probably think that we're crazy or something bad happened because we were just so we were just screaming. Yeah. Wow, you were so popular with it, but of course it gives you an immense <laughs> amount of of happiness, and it's yeah, so yeah, great yeah. to see when you've been working so diligent project and you actually get to receive the responses. Even if we started from scratch and really had trouble at first. Everything was so fruitful in the end. Have you enjoyed the um, Mixers event? Yeah, yeah the Mixers as well. It's so cool that it has two parts, like the first part, the wild part, the rave. You will just dance randomly and nobody will judge you. Then the second part, which is the Asian part. Oh, I love the I love the foods there. We call and it the call Asian music. part since yes. oh my God. it has an oh. Asian buffet, so we just call yeah. it the Asian part. We called it Asian. Oh my God. We call that room the Asian part since it has an Asian buffet. And that was the first time we yes. were actually the foods, to it, have rice. It has rice, so we called it Asian part. Yeah, it was the first time to have rice in the U.S., so Great. we called it Asian. So that was the fourth, fifth day, I guess, and, oh my, it's rice! I'll eat this! <laughs> yeah, we really miss rice. A little home away from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little away from home, exactly. That's so great. Well, ISAF did not stop, um, well, in that sense that it has a clear aftermath, because you've received yeah. honorable mention. Just like the chocolate I mentioned. Yeah, the chocolate, the chocolate <laughs> is growing. <laughs> Yeah. You've received honorable mention from the Acoustical Society of America and yeah. recently had the opportunity to attend their meeting in San Diego. So can you share about the experience? How was it in Cali? It was very awesome since after that, we really thought that receiving an invitation will just be an invitation and not yes. be fulfilled. But we actually pushed through it. And that just proves that ISAF can really open new doors and lead you to paths that paths that you didn't even 
think that you can that you will actually take like it was it was it happened so very fast like in the snap we were in america and presenting our project in in the acoustical society of america and actually meeting new people having that feeling in icf that we were able to talk with people from another country and actually socialize with them just um where everything will just flow since we already have this this common um common yeah. ground to talk talk about and we were able to meet not only students but also professionals from different industries like NASA and even yeah even, we even met the president of Acoustical Society yeah. of America and even colleges like Harvard and Oxford it was very amazing not since when we look back we we always talk about and I I'll, I always um talk to Shira and tell her that oh. wow we so we went to California <laughs> yeah we did it, it happened oh so God. fast I will, it was just a dream that we never thought would come yeah, true. Yeah, a dream that we actually didn't thought that it will come true. And in a snap, everything came true and it left another mark. And it left us um just amazed. And it actually opened a lot of new doors for us. And also, we want to thank all of the people mm-hmm. who helped us, who helped ASA trip possible, yeah. and of course, Acoustical Society of America for inviting us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were very awesome to invite us, giving us the opportunity to present our project once again in a foreign country. Actually, I think there are two other groups who who went to the ASA meeting, but yeah. sadly, we were not able to meet them because yeah. it's just too crowdy, I guess. Yeah, and the the venue was in a big hotel, and we couldn't. Actually there are many them. rooms, yeah. and finding them was so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so sad because the fun story is that when I had Sauharda, he was on the 22nd episode, on, on one of the latest mm-hmm. episodes. If my memory doesn't fail me, he was just about to attend the conference, so he was there. And oh. yeah, so I think you can contact him because he is yeah, also yeah. Uh, so cool. And if you did not get to meet there, you can still um, get to talk. But it's so great to hear that you had this opportunity to work together and socialize with people who are also focused on advancing the quality of the lives of people around the world. Mm-hmm. And you, you met with yeah. really the best of the best. Wow, <laughs> I wouldn't call it that, but thank you. We've heard these amazing moments and I'm so glad that you could share all of that. But... We gotta admit that there are some times when we face setbacks during conducting research and you're especially working mm-hmm. as a team, so it might differ from solo research. So how did mm-hmm. you overcome those obstacles? So first, um, so, as Neil mentioned a while yeah. ago, Philippines is not yet, has not yet um, conducted mm-hmm. or, or established its acoustical industry. So we had a really hard time there and from Uh, our uh, beginning in our school we don't have the equipment to make this sound absorption material so we need to go out of the province and for the testing we need to find a laboratory even outside the country and doing the project itself like we need like Shaira has said we need to go out outside the, the province and find a laboratory to conduct our study we were um, conducting our study for around two weeks, half a month, 
And because of that, we were away from home and really got homesick. Yeah. That was one of the worst parts of doing a research far from home since you you really want that touch of home to be there um, during during conducting your research since doing a research can be very, very hard. You want that comfort in your home and that wasn't that luxury and was not present. It's sad that your support system is far from you at the yeah. moment. And one more thing that really um I think uh hindrance or a problem is I really need to explore who Shira is and who <laughs> event is. We I got really, to know yeah, more about I need another. I need to accept her flaws. She needs to accept my flaws. And and that went really well, I have to say, that I can actually consider her as one of my siblings right now. Yeah, we and, are siblings, heart heart. Uh, yeah, and my research advisor as well, yes. we consider her as our second because, mother. Because of the presence of Mam Lolita, yeah. um, she became like our sister, our friend, and the mother. Yeah, we, all, we actually call her Mama Lols. Yes, Mama Lols. Since our attachment became very, very close since that. Um, that two weeks, since those two weeks has passed during a research project. Wow, you guys are going to bring tears to my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it always bring us, brings yeah, tears yeah. to our eyes as well whenever Looking we feminize. Yeah, there's always tears in our eyes. Yeah, <laughs> we really couldn't believe that we went so far um, with the relationship that we shared, we created in that in that place in Manila. It was very, very... Touching yeah. when you when you remember it, right? Oh, the funny part, we are not classmates. Yeah, we're not <laughs> classmates, so we don't really have a connection to begin with. And really need to start, just like Reese said, we need to start from scratch and <laughs> Even bond our with each other. And yeah. It's just incredible to hear that, you know, you had to think beyond, go outside of the comforting support of your home and really rely on each other. And that experience just to grow closer together and teach empathy. Mm -hmm. It's just amazing. And also your teacher, your mentor mm -hmm. has just inspired such hope and ignited your imagination. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, she does. So kudos to her. Shout out to those people in our lives who who mm -hmm. believe in us and who believe yeah. that yeah. we can make those dreams happen. Those people were very um, important, very special to our research because they supported us. Yeah, like, um, like from the very start, we yeah. have met a lot of people who helped us make this journey possible and we are so thankful to them. We really need to admit that we were not the ones who made this research yeah. entirely, that there were a lot of people in our, in our back I'm doing this research with us. Without and them, Hibla will not yeah, be possible. Yeah, we're very thankful that we met a lot of kind people, very supportive people in the way. As you were mentioning, Hibla, um, I was envisioning before myself a picture of a fiber that it's um, yeah, <laughs> so it's it comes together from different components and then it makes a solid structure. So I mm -hmm. think yeah. that's really the the key to have a team uh, a good project because oh, yeah. you know coming together just yeah just coming together is a beginning and staying together is is a process you have to go through but at the mm -hmm. end when you achieve success it just proves how well you can uh, function together as a unit yeah. just to increase that level of I don't know if that exists inspirationality okay that's that might be a made-up word mm, yeah yeah see, sure we're making you words now right <laughs> grammar nerds don't hate on me but <laughs> uh, what would your tips be for a team project entering the scientific world how can they make the dream work possible 
Okay, so I think well, you guys are a team, so um, they have to set a goal first, and be it just purely finishing a project or up to having thoughts of ha entering a competition, and always remember that they are they are a team and they have to embrace that fact. And each of them, they are not perfect. And so they have to use one strength to fulfill the other's weakness. And oh, I just want to share that one of the good things, um, Hibla, our team, is we are another support system. It's yeah. like when someone is having a breakdown or is sick, um, we always back him up or her because for sure if you are in that shoe, your teammate will do the same thing. Yeah. And another one is, um, um, is it's uh, respecting one one another's belief. Yeah, since here in the Philippines is very a uh, religious country, and just so happened that we have, um, different re religions, and we really need to we just accepted um each other for us to work um more productively. And another um another factor that can really help your research project is just enjoy every moment that you're having. Yeah. Because if you're just being forced to do the research, it will not blossom and it will just be stagnant and will actually reach nothing. So you really need to enjoy every moment that you have. And you have to think of it as a journey. Like yeah. there's ups and downs and eventually you're in the middle and the next time. But the funny thing or the enjoyable part is you are with your team and you're not alone to support each other and build out that system not only research-wise but emotionally and being there mm -hmm. for each other because those little moments uh, have such a great impact on a relationship yes exactly you cannot every time expect from a person to bring out their max so when someone is down you gotta lift them up and vice versa also you mentioned religion differences it's, it's so yeah. important to touch on because when you enter the scientific world, uh, you mm -hmm. have people from different beliefs and respect doesn't mean that you have to agree, but you treat the other person with the equal amount of love and care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Developed these core values that make your team so successful. We really need to, be, yeah. we really need to develop them because we, act, we, we were right there and we need to move forward. And with that, we just made um, a new what, milestone within our lives since we actually made new friends and, and new connections. That's what made us a family. Yeah, a research family. Yeah, that's why I call Neil my sibling, even my sibling, yeah. my mama. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and in order to grow that family of yours, just hypothetically, yeah. uh, if you could choose... Yeah who, you know, it could be living today or in the past, you can do a little bit of time travel wherever you want to. But who would you invite as a dinner guest and why? Oh, that's a very good question. I, oh, I think it would be Josephine Sanchago Bond. Um, actually, she's a Filipina engineer and is currently working at NASA. And her life story inspires us a lot. I love, we love her mindset about giving back to the people and society who helped her grow and shape her to the person she is now. So maybe if we will have a dinner with her, then it will really come true to life. We would love to ask her to mentor us maybe 
for a month or so since we're pretty sure we have a lot to learn from her. Well, for me, it is very hard to decide because there are a lot of important people, very amazing people in the world. Uh, maybe I'd invite all of the people. I all, all the, the people, scientists, you know, all of the people who helped us in our research, oh. like have a little re- reunion and talk about um, how their their life was um, since um, since we left them in and Manila. It would be so nice to thank yeah, them. To thank them and actually giving more, giving. Um, your experience to them and sharing how far you come because, because how far of you their went help. because of their help and even people like um people who helped us like the workers in the laboratory like people like those really made a big impact to us every people that we meet I would like to invite them in one dinner and have them to bond with each other because some of those people don't know even don't know um don't know that we had a connection with those people. They don't. They don't know each other. It'll be very cool. They will be able to meet each other and um, see that they help this team to go to ISEF and go to the coastal side of America and reach that far. It'll be so cool if we can do that. So cool. So a huge, massive reunion of yeah. <laughs> a place to flourish new connections. You wouldn't. Yeah, a new ISAF, uh, I don't know, guest dinner or conference, but to get to know each other. I really like this question because it reveals a lot about the person beyond the project board. As we talk about research, but it's so nice to hear your perspectives and who you are inspired by in life. If we are involved and drenched deep in science, we are aware that there are still stigmas and stereotypes flowing around yeah. there. So what is a common myth about doing science that you want to debunk? Um, since the Philippines, just like what I mentioned, is a very religious country, very conservative. They always think as a scientist that doesn't really believe that there's a God. Oh, yeah. And we would like to debunk that because God really, in our part, really helped us and motivated us to do our research and finish it. So we would like to debunk that a person can be religious and be into science at the same time. Just think about Isaac Newton or Gregor yeah, Mendel, exactly. father of genetics, and, and that's so true. A lot of scientists, if you look back in the past, they developed faith yeah. because they saw the complexity of the yeah. systems they were working yeah. with. We are gonna have a little game and we are changing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We are changing the format here okay. because we're we're doing a group podcast, right? Um, and yeah. beforehand, I was really focused on getting that this or that game. But now, have you heard about the who would be most likely to dot dot dot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have, we familiar. Have, yeah, okay, it's, it's familiar. Okay, out of the two of you, who is most likely to start dancing randomly? Ivan. Oh yeah. Um, he's not here. Yeah, he's but not it's here, Ivan. but it's Ivan. He's actually a dancer. He's um committing to a dance practice right now. That's why he can't go here. So maybe it's Ivan. He has three competitions this week. Yeah, so very his schedule is very tough. But yeah. he's a very good dancer. Yeah, he is. Wow. Okay. Then we're gonna do the, the free part one and shout out to Ivan. Um, because he yeah, couldn't, well, he couldn't make it, but it's so great that he is developing that passion of his. Who is more likely to watch a horror movie alone at night? Um, I won't think it's bad because it's very 
Much of a... He gets scared. Yeah, very, very easily. easily. I think it's Neil. Yeah, I really like scary movies. And I have no problem with handling them alone. Yeah, I'm very fond of, of thriller movies, scary movies, psychological horror like those. Who is more likely to go hiking? I think it will be Shira. She usually likes uh, being outdoors. Every and... April I hike. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah. know that. I think it last year it was April 8th. <coughs> oh no, it's not April 8th, it's April 7th. Sunday. Oh my, Wait, I remember. I didn't know. You didn't, you didn't tell me. It's a practice, or what do you call that? Oh, it's a Every, tradition. Yeah, it's a tradition. Oh, yeah, I see. Oh, okay. So we feel more of the outdoorsy kind of personality who... thing is, I can't ride a bike. Oh, that's right. I just found out. I can't ride I just a bicycle. Found that out today. Yeah. And do you want to out. learn how to in the future? Of course, I'd love to. Okay. <laughs> but I'm still scared at the moment. <laughs> it's fun. Do you know how to ride a bike? I don't know. Since I was a child. How about you? Do you know how to ride a bike? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I can really understand what Shira is going through. <laughs> oh, I see. So you guys have the same story. Okay, okay. I learned how to ride a bike, but um, I was around six or seven and didn't want to do that because on every Sunday, my parent was like, okay, you gotta do that and you, we gotta practice for an hour. And when I'm so oh. uh, in a structured environment where there are, you know, no freedom whatsoever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that just... <laughs> so really mark, right? Yeah, it loves the mark, can't doubt. After a freaking year that it was yeah. not my problem, but the bike was too small. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, wait, did you happen to learn to bike or... I did. No. I did, but oh, it was a yeah, long yeah, process. You have to ride a bike. Shari has a long way to go. Yeah, I really want to use this expression. Sana all. Yeah. It's a Filipino slang. Yeah, Filipino slang. Meaning... I hope uh, all. I hope all. Like I hope wishing... I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure that you choose the right size. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't make the same mistake. No, learn from it, yeah. Closing up, what are you curious about? Uh, what inspires you in the season of your lives? Okay, so, well, for me, instead of um, maybe what inspires, it would be who inspires me. And that's the eyes of people seeing and witnessing students like me innovate various things, makes a part of my heart ignite. And also, I'm curious about what can these young minds offer within the decade or maybe within the spot of our lives and after that? Um, well, for me, it's a person, it's pe people as well. It's not what, it's a who. And I really want to see what future um, young generations yeah. ha has to offer. Just like, I really didn't um, expect that I'll reach this this point of my life. I really want to see what what's in store for the next generation, what the next um, generation can actually do um, that can actually impact the world and I'm very very inspired to see that day come and I, would I want to live every moment um, teaching those children or actually reaching people to realize that they have more than what they 
know that they have that they can do more than what they, they can think that they can offer. do. Yes, because I just like me, I had just had a little push, and here I am. I I'm talking to you <laughs> from Hungary, and I believe that people like me, um, young people, just need a little push for them to, um, somehow impact or have a uh, a goal fulfilled. And I'm very, very inspired to see what the next future generation has to offer, just like what I had to offer um, last year. Mm. It is so impactful that you changed the narrative from the what to the who question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it makes it so much personal. We are talking about the Z generation and the one coming up, I think it's called the Alpha generation. Who, yeah, 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 the Alpha generation. Yeah, who are gonna make such a fantastic impact and we can be so grateful for being part of this community and we still have a lot to learn and grow but yeah. we already have a legacy to pass down upon the, the next yeah. generation coming up and it's, it's very inspirational. I'm just so excited to see what are the problems that the next generation will actually solve that we can't solve at the moment. I'm actually very excited to see the the future scientific breakthroughs that the next the next young people will actually do in maybe in ISA. And what can this little push bring into yeah. them? <laughs> What, they, what a little push can do with those people. Think about what has happened in the course of the last 10 years and we are mm. now entering a new decade um, and it fills us with excitement. In terms of talking about visions and what inspires you, I like to close the podcast with a central question that just really defines um, your outlook on the scientific field. What does science mean to you? Okay, so to me, science science takes you to a journey of failures and successes. It is an infinite tool that can be used to find solutions in the world's existing problems. And its complexity leads us to new discoveries and helps us understand the nature we're living in. Yeah, and for me, science is like a force that is driving you to search more and live. Um, I, th I don't think if this term is right, but live more to life actually live life more because um scientists driving you to explore more understand more and and gain more knowledge um during during the exploration part and it's very very um exciting to see this field to grow even more because of that force trying to make us explore the field more like it's very exciting because it gives and this important essence to life, giving this excitement to life that we're living right now. We can be filled up with an incredible amount of curiosity because we have yeah. this undeniable passion. And I'm so grateful for you sharing about the journey you've been on and that you continue uh, to be on in the next year. I wish you the best with your project. I believe that it's going to develop you. into... Yes, it's going to develop into a product that will actually transform the industry you're work working in. Again, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much for inviting us. Thank you for having us. It was very fun. 
Hope you enjoyed today's episode. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. If you want to show your support and be updated on all the news, make sure to hit that subscribe button and follow the pod on Instagram and Facebook as well. As always, thank you for taking a few moments of science with us and stay tuned for the next episode.